The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, Beverly MacArthur, MP for Western Victoria. Good morning. Good morning, Mitch. Good to have you on the program. First of all, talk to us about this current situation with COVID in New South Wales. I mean, we've been through it. Uh, They're probably going to have triple-digit case growth today. And uh, I suppose uh, for once we're not under the the spotlight. But at the same time, I think we have to empathise with them because I wouldn't wish what we went through last winter on them in any shape or form. Well, you're absolutely right, Mitch. You wouldn't wish... New South Wales to be in a total lockdown like was inflicted on all Victorians. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, I think we've got to get over this business of looking at how many positive cases there are. You know, the whole importance of of, of the virus is how many people are there in hospital? How many people on ventilators? That's the issue. We were told we had to lock down in the beginning because we had to make sure Uh, the hospital system could cope. Now, last time I checked, it's not under threat anywhere. Uh, There are plenty of ventilators, plenty of PPE equipment and uh, plenty of beds. So uh, we've got to look after those who obviously need to have hospital care. But the cost of locking down entire uh, communities and let alone an entire state is, uh, I think, not acceptable. Has uh, Daniel Andrews been vindicated somewhat for his approach to lockdown? Because Gladys Berejiklian now, I see, has been criticised for not locking Sydney down faster, and perhaps that's the reason why we see triple digits of uh, case numbers uh, likely to be announced today. Has Daniel Andrews come out of this looking slightly better than where he was a few months back? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've we've wrecked how many thousands of businesses? How many jobs have been lost? How many people have committed suicide because they've been isolated and locked down? The the reason why we're obviously having to have a a new tax for mental health is clearly because this affects people in so many different ways, but mental illness is one of them. Uh, I think the cure being lockdowns is far worse than the complaint. And I don't think Daniel Andrews has been vindicated. And I congratulate Gladys Berejiklian, who has resisted locking down the entire state at a whim. Uh, She's tried to do it by uh, isolated areas. Uh, You know, some people seem to not want to play by the rules and stay at home if they're meant to, especially rugby footballers. Um, But... You know, really, you can't lock down a whole state. The rest of the world has worked this out and they're getting on with life. Yes, there are thousands of cases, you know, in the UK or other places every day, but three times more people are dying of the flu in Britain than they are of COVID. So I think we've got to work out how we live with this virus going forward. And lockdowns should be an absolute last resort, not the first button you push. Do you support the government's stance to close the border with New South Wales? I I think this is one country. It's an island state and we shouldn't be uh, away from each other, you know, in this regard. In many areas in New South Wales, there are no cases. And, of course, down Victoria, 
um, at an extraordinary length in rural Victoria, especially in the last lockdown, hasn't been a case in most of my electorate for the entire period. Um, the cost of this is astronomical. And it's not in, in lives with people dying with, with the virus. It's in how they've not been able to survive as a business. And if you go around many of the uh, towns and even the city of Melbourne, the amount of businesses that have closed down is just depressing. Now, uh, the Premier has returned since we last spoke. How has that changed the dynamics of state politics, having Daniel Andrews back from the sidelines? Well, I don't think anything's changed, uh, Mitch. At all? I mean, even how the government sells its message. I saw he was there on the first day on the construction site with the hard hat on, with the, the metro tunnel saying we're getting on with things. It seems to be a little bit of a different style to James Molina. Well, I thought James Molina was, seemed quite a personable character, really, by comparison. But and what is he ditched the North Face jacket? Uh, I haven't been watching him, quite frankly. I've got... <laughs> better things to do. Uh, talking about federal politics, uh, there's a new Liberal candidate for Karangamite in uh, the current Mayor of the City of Greater Geelong, Councillor Stephanie Asher. I've been asking a few people, should you have to resign if you're a councillor to run for federal politics, whether you're Libby Coker or Stephanie Asher or the Labor candidate uh, for Eden Monero at the by-election? Uh, do you think it's possible to do both at the same time? Uh, well, look, that's a matter for Stephanie. Uh, as I recall, I don't think Libby Coker resigned at all when she was on the council and when she stood. But, look, um, that's a matter for the individual. Do you think uh, Stephanie Asher is a good choice for Karangamite on behalf of the Liberal Party? Well, she's the choice of the Liberal Party and I support the choice of the Liberal Party. Would you have liked to have seen more people contest that pre-selection? It seems that only Stephanie Asher was the uh, the person that actually ran. Should there have been more people running, do you think? I've got enough problem with state politics, uh, Mitch, uh, the, the needing to get involved in federal activities. The internal machinations of the Liberal Party are a matter for the internal machinations of the Liberal Party. I'm trying to deal with people that are going broke, people that uh, need to get on with life, people that are sick of being told how to live their lives. Moving along the state redistribution back to state politics, um, what do you make of the changes that we're seeing there under the proposal? South Bowen becomes uh, more marginal, so less safe for Labor, but also Polworth gains some new territory, which is perhaps likely to be hostile to uh, Richard Reid. And how is that going to change the nature of campaigning for the next uh, state election? Well, um, uh, I think Richard will do an outstanding job uh, wherever the boundaries are, and he's a he's an outstanding MP and works incredibly hard and understands uh, people and their electorates. And I know he, if the boundaries stay as they are in the proposed redistribution, uh, then I'm sure he he will be able to uh, develop a great rapport with the, that new community that comes into his electorate. Remembering these are proposed boundaries, people can put in submissions. I urge them to do so. Uh, you know, sometimes these boundaries change and, and, you know, maybe that's a good thing. So if communities think they 
uh, don't want to be in Polworth or they want to be in South Barwon or whatever, uh, they should uh, make sure their voices are heard with the VEC. And uh, the Brumbies, give us a bit of an update on that because on our Friday program we spoke to Councillor Sonia Buckley from up at East Gippsland Shire and uh, they're very much opposed to the culling of the Brumbies but I've also in the last few weeks had someone on from New South Wales who was concerned about Brumbies in the Kosciuszko National Park up there and he said that uh, the only way forward is to have a cull. So we've had both sides of the debate represented on this program. Well, I've been a very strong advocate for not uh, killing Brumbies, especially uh, Parks Victoria shooting them from a great height. Uh, Absolutely, I think we should be able to maintain a wild horse population. Uh, They are an iconic feature of our high country areas. They served us very well, carrying people to war. Uh, They served us very well when when settlers came and developed farming communities. Uh, And and they've become a breed of their own in the high country. Uh, This idea that they're causing damage to the environment is rubbish as far as I can see. Uh, the great damage is being caused by an exponential growth in the pig po- population, in the deer population, in the fox and wild dog and cat population, causing problems with small native animals. Uh, Parks Victoria and uh, governments managing these areas need to be able to work out how they actually uh, cull the real problems in the area, but especially noxious weeds and so on, which are running rampant. So to concentrate on uh, wanting to shoot brumbies when there's massive problems in the rest of national parks is ludicrous in my view, and I'm absolutely opposed uh, to uh, the governments embarking on on a cull of the brumbies. Uh, And what's a cull? Nobody can verify the figures they've been producing. They're, you know, seem, seem to be way off the Uh, ballpark and also uh, there are many people that uh, you know will will rehome them if it is necessary but formerly the mountain cattlemen uh, looked after the environment and the horse population and the the uh, other uh, you know populations of foxes and so on when they were able to graze in the high country they kept the fuel loads down and where there were sick or injured animals, they dealt with them humanely. Um, that, w- that worked brilliantly until we took mountain cattle farm and farmers out of the high country. And I'm, I'm uh, unhappy that any uh, state, any government should be embarking on a kill. I totally support retention of the wild horse population. And it should be managed properly, but I don't think government agencies are the ones to do it. Have any actually been killed yet? Well, it's very difficult to get um, any real information. Uh, the, the operation is a very secret affair. Uh, nobody can seem to uh, get any information. I've tried out of Parks Victoria. I've asked many questions in the House. We've had motions on it, uh, but... Uh, this government operates uh, in secrecy most of the time when they don't want the rest, the, the the constituency to know what they're doing, and that's what's happening at the moment. We can't, apart from wonderful sort of volunteers and supporters who are up there trying to work out what's happening, uh, we don't know factually what's happening because the government choose not to tell us, which is extraordinary.
Well, thanks for being on the program. We'll talk to you again next month. Pleasure, Mitch. Beverly MacArthur with us there, MP for Western Victoria. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.